um, she's talking about more or less blowing everything up. And uh, uh, the fact that this isn't being met with a tremendous amount of, of uh, pushback is incredible to me, but it's not just her. You know, it's also it's also what's happening at the Fed. I have where over the last 20 months, 50% of every dollar ever created in the history of this country was done so in the last 20 months. They can't just make a rapid departure from this type of policy or all of these asset prices, which have been blown up to historic levels, I think will very quickly um, create a religious experience for a lot of people. You know where are we? This is this is uh, this is one step away from communism. It's fascism. It's uh, it's certainly not the United States. And and the fact that it's being that it's even being tabled or or people aren't in outrage about it, just up in arms, is a little little disconcerting. I am really excited to share with you my new association with ControlYourHealth.Care. I have been literally searching for a solution like this for at least two decades. Did you know that over 900 plus diseases are simply due to nutrition? That problems such as heartburn, insomnia, asthma, infertility, dementia, Alzheimer's, thyroid disease, and so many more can be solved if you just correct your mineral or vitamin deficiencies? ControlYourHealth.Care has answers for you for these ailments and so many more that is based on decades of research, including over 26,000 autopsies, 10 million blood chemistries by over 15,000 holistic doctors and scientists. You will see how the right, highly absorbable nutrients that your body is craving will make a huge difference in how you feel. Go to ControlYourHealth.Care and enjoy 10% off through the end of November. Start now on a journey towards superior health that will literally change your life. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. Well, folks, it's happening. The globalists are implementing their one world banking solution. Andy Sheckman will rejoin the program to explain what developments are occurring and how it is rapidly speeding up. The Biden regime has not only declared war on the American people, there are also the puppets for the globalists that are transforming our country into something that is completely undistinguishable from anything that I have ever grown up with that any of us have seen. It's going to be completely unrecognizable to us if they keep implementing what they have planned for us. They literally want to take down the United States. And so we're going to talk today about what they have planned. Not only what they have planned, we've been talking for years about what they have planned. We're talking about what they are implementing now based on those plans. This should be eye-opening for all of you. If you're not ready to act and help out by hearing what you hear today, then I don't know what will convince you. We all, literally all of us, have to be doing what we can to help out. And, you know, I've said in other shows that we need to be a cog that just gets in their way. So if whether it's at school board, whether it's at city council, whether you're inside a banking company that, you know, the central bank or work for the FDIC or the FDA, you get in there and they don't need to know. You can be all covert, but you're the cog that messes up the process. They don't know why things are all screwed up. You're the one that's messing up whatever you can mess up for them to be able to do this. Yeah, we need to protest. We need to sue people. We need to get the right people in office, but we also need to mess up everything that they're doing on every level. 
And we, we need to take back this country from these tyrants. So I hope you learned something from this conversation that I have with Andy Sheckman. I, I think it's a much deeper and more in-depth conversation than you'll hear almost anywhere else. So it's something worth sharing. I also want to tell you, we talk about cryptos, and I'm, I really am into cryptos quite a bit. I'm also into gold and silver. And he's going to tell you his opinion on cryptos. And some of you might be scared off by some of this, but I got to tell you, I don't think it's all cryptos that are risky. I think there's a lot that are based on actual function that will survive in the long term. And we talk about that a little bit in this interview. So, you know, just keep that in mind when you listen to this. And I want to remind you that if you are interested in gold or silver, any precious metal, Andy has a deal with me that anybody that contacts him and says Sarah sent you, that he will give you the best price in the country, guaranteed, and phenomenal service. That's his guarantee to me. You just need to uh, email info at milesfranklin.com. I used to say Andy at milesfranklin.com, but he's just so over, he's inundated. So please email info at milesfranklin.com and tell him Sarah sent you. And also go to my website, sarahwestall.com, and do not forget to sign up for my newsletter. And while you're there, look at my other affiliate. That's really how I support my show, along with sarahwestall.tv and Ebonier, where members of Ebonier get free ebooks, and both members of both platforms get many free exclusive interviews. So please go there and sign up for my newsletter. And let's get into this great conversation with Andy Sheckman. Andy, thank you so much for rejoining the program. Sarah, it's been too long. It's great to see you again. And uh, thanks for having me back. Well, there's so much to talk about. We have this, oh, I can't believe where the country's gone. Mm. You know, we have the Biden administration uh, nominating somebody who grew up in Soviet Russia, who's a communist who wants to bankrupt the oil and gas and coal companies as our comp controller of currency. What is the deal with that? Yeah, her, her last name is Amarova. She's a Cornell University law professor. And you're right, she is President Biden's choice to run the office of the comptroller. I don't really know exactly what the office of the comptroller does. I think they work very closely with the banks. Um, the Her proposal, which... Uh, I, I, you know, you wonder sometimes why people don't talk about these things, why you don't hear it in the mainstream, why this isn't being met with uproar. Uh, it should be. So, a couple of things. Uh, and she she wrote a a, a, a paper, and um, uh, the paper, I guess you could call it her proposal, uh, in, in how she would like the central bank's balance sheets to to be reshaped. Uh, She wants to to make something called the people's ledger. Basically what she wants to do is is take all of the, um, get rid of all of the the banking as it is now and move it all to the Fed, uh, which would be called Fed accounts. Um, and the bypass f- the banks, bypass the banks. Um, the banks would be used for things like KYC and AML, you know, know your client or anti-money laundering. Uh, but in general, the banks would be, would be usurped altogether. And what's really interesting about what she wants to talk about is that, you know, 
she wants to be able to, you know, expand the money supply, which is monetary policy. But what they're not talking about, so again, when you talk about the Fed not being able to enact monetary policy the way that they want, because they are at the behest of the commercial banks who have to lend the money into existence. So they want to sidestep that policy, want to give all the authority to, uh, to, to the Fed so that they can pay people directly into their Fed accounts and create velocity and create the monetary policy. But it's not just a one-way street. And, and as she titles it, in extraordinary cases where the Fed tools have to be used to fight high inflation, and when, when the tools that they have aren't quite effective, they need to be able to shrink the money supply. And this would lead to the scenario of, the, of her debiting funds from depositors' accounts. So not only can they add money to your account, which would be um, uh, injecting money into the system to stimulate, to get the, the wheels moving, but they can also pull money out, which, you know... Uh, it's scary. ...is a little bit scary. This is pretty much... Um, uh, this is not a free market world that we're living in. But isn't uh, that the ultimate of centralized control? Go I mean, government. I mean, they're completely centralizing the control, which is what they've been talking about. Is, yeah. You know, with she the currency. To, she wants to create a national investment authority, which would determine who gets bailed out and who dies, more or less. And this is not free market capitalism. But to your point, Sarah. Uh, her brightest idea is to put fossil fuel companies out of business altogether, is the way that I read it. Uh, uh, she is thinking about um, letting the prices skyrocket and destroy tens of thousands of jobs. A quote from her, let me see if I can pull up this quote. Here it is. Here, what I am thinking about is primarily the coal industry and oil and gas industry. A lot of smaller players in that industry are probably going to go bankrupt in short order. At least we want them to go bankrupt if we want climate change. So um, she's talking about more or less blowing everything up. And uh, uh, the fact that this isn't being met with a tremendous amount of, of uh, pushback is incredible to me. But it's not just her. You know, it's also it's also what's happening at the Fed. Um, you know, the other day, uh, uh, Biden was, I don't know where he was, maybe um, Scotland or, or somewhere in yeah. Europe. Yeah, the and, Climate and Change the Summit. Right. You know, he he's, the way that he is mentally right now, you know that the questions that he is being asked have been rehearsed. Whether or not he remembers what the answers are is debatable, but the people asking him questions put it on a tee for him. And the question was, you know, look, um, it's getting late in the hour here. What are you going to do about reappointing um, Powell to the Fed? Because it's it's getting to the point now where normally this would have been announced a long time ago. And he said, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to think about it a little more. We're not quite certain yet. So the next day he came back uh, and you know, obviously coming back from Europe, you need to rest for a day, I get it. The following day, when he after he came back, not only was Powell invited to the White House, but so was Lael Brainerd. And uh, being from Minnesota, that name should stick in your head, it does in mine. Also, 
Lael Brainerd, who was a big time favorite of the progressive left, uh, the AOC and, uh, and the like. Um, in my opinion, she's going to be the new Fed president. Uh, and because- they're wanting to give universal income. They're wanting to, that's one of the big pushes they had. And, right. but aren't we, isn't there a big undercurrent too? And I want you to keep talking about this, what you, your train of thought, but, but don't forget to talk about the big undercurrent of them gaming the system for their own benefit and making a boatload of funds off the stock market before well, they was, made moves. That was Powell and the other Fed governors who were, who more or less are being accused of insider trading. And, and you could argue they have, I mean, hell, they put, uh, Martha Stewart in jail for exactly. trading a stock, and yet they're not going to put uh, the Fed governors who are trading S&P futures, and and they're the ones pulling the strings. But this is going to be impetus enough to get them removed from office. And the reason I believe that you're going to see um, her in office is, let's, let's start with the assumption that the bond traders are the smartest, most sophisticated investors on the planet. Uh, the big bond traders. I, I really do believe that they are. And, you know, he was asked a question on a, on a tee, and he could have said, yeah, Jerome is my man, he's coming back, but this is a guy that was appointed by the big, bad, awful Trump, so obviously the left doesn't want him in there. Uh, and so they want someone to appease the progressive side of the Democratic uh, aisle that that I think is exactly what Lael Brainerd is. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, she's full modern monetary theory. But the reason I think that she's in is because the bond traders really are ahead of the game. And they announced, the Fed did last week, that they are going to taper. Now, I will say to you, they're not going to taper. This is just what they want to tell you. They're not going to taper. They're not going to stop their asset purchases, especially if Lael Brainerd gets in. Yeah, they're getting too much pushback about the inflation, and so they claim they're going to taper, but they're not, right? Well, you you would taper if inflation is getting out of control, and Which it that's is. why they're talking about tapering, but they're never going to do that. The whole thing will blow up, and the reason I think that yep. is because the bond traders' actions right now are signaling, they're calling BS, basically. So the day after they announce taper, tapering, within two days— Bond yields spiked 10% after Powell announced tapering. Now, it's supposed to go the <laughs> other way. That's right? funny. And the reason is, is because Lael Brainerd and Powell were both at the White House, and the bond traders basically believe that she's going to take over. They're not going to do tapering. She's going full modern monetary theory. And the, and the bond traders, they start gobbling up bonds, realizing that this is going to be more of the same. And uh, I, I really think that, this is massive news for gold, really, because, uh, look, you can't stop. You can't stop what you're doing or the whole thing implodes. And I think this is probably good news, not just for precious metals. You could argue it's good news for stocks. It's good news for cryptocurrencies. Just about everything is going to inflate. This is when they talk about the K-shaped recovery, where for people who don't have assets, Life is going to get hard for them. Um, energy and food and housing. Oh, by the way, those are the three things that are not counted in the CPI, the measurement yep. of inflation that just came back at over 6%. But those things are going to get more and more and more expensive where asset prices continue to spike because this is what is happening. It's pushing asset prices up higher. 
And so what you have is a situation where you are really creating a massive gap between those who have assets and money and those who have nothing. And uh, but this is the path that we have we have gone down. And uh, if if they don't uh, continue down this path, if we see tapering, which they can't, uh, everything blows up. Why? Because stocks, bonds, and real estate are all at all-time highs, inversely correlated to a rise in interest rates. And so while they want to talk a big game, the fact that they're going to bring in Lael Brainerd, who is a, a, a modern monetary theorist, um, to me, uh, speaks volumes for where we're going. It, I think it, it creates a massive floor under precious metals and really is the beginning of the end of the U.S. dollar. She will continue its destruction. Uh, you know, we've talked about at ad nauseum, at least I have, where over the last 20 months, 50% of every dollar ever created in the history of this country was done so in the last 20 months. They can't just make a rapid departure from this type of policy or all of these asset prices, which have been blown up to historic levels, I think will very quickly um, create a religious experience for a lot of people. Um, yeah. And so they have no choice, I think, but to continue down the path that, that they have embarked upon. And, and Lil uh, Brainerd uh, and, uh, and, and Salu, I can't, Saul or Salu, Sali uh, Omarova, would be the two top candidates to keep that game going. The fact that you're seeing them ushered in and and, uh, and brought to the White House, um, to me, is, is a very ominous uh, sign for what's happening to the dollar, a positive sign for precious metals and probably other assets, and a very, very troubling sign for people who are struggling just to make ends meet right now. I don't see it getting any better. Well, it seems that if you're going to nominate uh, a communist who's been trained in communist Russia. She escaped when the thing, when uh, Russia collapsed, Soviet Union collapsed. She's, uh, uh, by all accounts, a Bolshevik communist. And you're going to nominate somebody like that. That's what they want to do. They are, I mean, if you can't see now what how extreme their agenda is, uh, but this also reflects the fact that they want to do a global digital currency. Uh, the mayor of New York is talking about Bitcoin in a different light. What do you think um, about that? Because I'm not so sure. I, I think the government wants to take over control of Bitcoin. I think there's a lot of cryptocurrencies that they can't control, but Bitcoin is one of them that they, I think they figured some stuff out. I think, uh, I don't think... Um... Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies have a very bright future. I'm sure a lot of people will disagree with me. Uh, I think the government will not go into competition uh, with private enterprise and, and um, uh, a decentralized system. In fact, I think we will see a digital currency. I mean, that's part of what uh, Lael Ber uh, Brainerd wants. And, and I think you will see a, a digital Fed dollar. So does Omarova. And... Uh, I've been saying that since uh, March of 2020 when Nancy Pelosi talked about it in her, in her House Subcommittee Finance Bill, saying that viruses can live on currency. That was, oh, to me, the beginning. Yeah, yes. you know what's coming. Uh, and so, you know, when you talk about Bitcoin as a currency, you can't use something like Bitcoin as a currency where you use it to buy a little piece of it to buy a pizza, and by the time you're done eating it, it can buy you a Mercedes. It can't have that for business. 
when when you buy inventory with money based upon you expect the money to have some semblance of stability by the time the inventory comes in it could be worth way more or way less just based upon what you paid for it in bitcoin so you know bitcoin could be a, a store of value or whatnot but i don't see it as really something that the governments are going to want to deal with you can see they're coming after it in many respects um, in terms of reporting requirements, uh, in terms of 77,000 new IRS officials, I think they're going after people in cryptocurrency. Uh, we are been being told that if the law passes, we will need to fill out the form 8300 for people who pay with Bitcoin. We currently do accept cryptocurrency because we can we can uh, convert it to cash immediately through a, through something called BitPay, um, but. All I can tell you is, no, I, I don't think that it, it will. I don't think the government wants to see this kind of competition. And I think its days are numbered. And in fact, I know a lot of people will disagree with me, but I have been talking to a lot of very, very, very sophisticated and uh, wealthy cryptocurrency groups that have all said something very similar to me over the past few months. And what they're all saying to me, all of them, uh, is that they expect until the end of this year, a generational run up in the price of cryptocurrencies. And then to a man, they're all saying they're getting out of cryptocurrency at the end of the year, that something is going to happen. Now, what is that something? Couldn't tell you. But I'm hearing this over and over and over and over again. And they all want to convert to precious metals by the end of the year. Really? Do they something that I don't? I don't know. Well, I follow Michelle White Dove, as, as you know, and um, and I know she loves you as far as it comes to, you know, working with people with precious metals. But she really believes that cryptocurrencies, a lot of bad ones, but she fundamentally believes that in the long run, cryptocurrencies, there'll be some really good ones. And it'll be, um, she, you know, there's a timing of the market. It goes in waves. Um, and it drops and then it goes back up again. But she says this isn't the last wave, that the, it's coming. So I don't know. She's usually right, but. I don't know either. You know, I know that she also, for example, likes the cryptocurrency called Theta. That is a utility to it. I think that's, yes. that have utilities have a future. Cryptocurrencies that are memes, probably not. Um, yes. I, I just look. I think when you look at a government that is becoming increasingly authoritarian, I agree with you. Yeah, uh, that presents a problem for for a decentralized system. Um, and I think what they're really trying to do is close the loopholes. And yep. so you may be able to have cryptocurrency, but not in the way that it was designed. You know, people like the anonymity that is found in within cryptocurrency. But the problem is exiting the system getting out to me is the biggest problem and because what they are doing is closing the ability to get out of cryptocurrencies into currency or into an asset like precious metals without it being acknowledged without it being recorded uh, without there being kyc as an example bitpay that we use if you spend over three thousand dollars they do kyc which is know your client yeah and they're going yeah onboarding uh, we are being told that any any um, Bitcoin that we take, if the new tax bill passes, will require a Form 8300. 
which is what someone would pay if they spent over $10,000 in cash in any retail establishment in the United States. I think what they're basically trying to do is set the trap. They're trying to set the trap for people who have been trading within a decentralized network and not reporting it. So for example, if you switch from coin A to coin B to coin C to coin B to coin D back to coin A and made a boatload of money and you never reported that, that's where they're gonna get you because those are all individual transactions. Selling apples to oranges to bananas back to apples, you have to report those. That's like selling gold back to platinum into silver back to gold into platinum. Those are all individual trades. Those are all taxable events. And um, I think that they're trying to, to uh, set a net for a lot of people who have mistakenly, in my opinion, believed that the decentralized nature of cryptocurrencies would provide anonymity the whole way through. Yeah, if you stay in the system, you've got anonymity, try to get out and see what happens. And if they audit you and they say, well, you uh, show us what you put in when you bought the cryptocurrencies. Okay, you put in X, you took out Y, how'd you get there? And if you can't show them uh, a, a cohesive, you know, if, if you have many steps along the way, as a lot of people do in the cryptocurrency uh, ecosystem, you're in trouble. And they're going to get you for penalties and taxes. And I don't think people are thinking about that. It's this type of, of, of um, issues where uh, a revenue-starved government who thinks it's okay to hire 77,000 new IRS officials, they're coming looking for revenue. And I think th the prime spot would be going after the uh, crypto exchanges, like, you know, like uh, you can't even use Binance anymore here in the States, but to go after Coinbase, which is a publicly traded company or companies like Kraken or whatnot, and to make them give up the ghosts, tell them who, they, who their clients are and show us a list of their transactions, those are things that are very realistic to me in, in a government that is talking about removing the, the banks, putting everything on, on a central bank ledger, being able to take money out of your account if, if inflation gets too high to shrink the money supply. I mean, these are things that never would have been considered even possible. And the fact that they're being talked about by the current administration tells me that um, uh, if you have cryptocurrencies, you know, you better be sleeping with one eye open if you haven't been following the rules. If you have been, every time you make a switch, paying your taxes, putting it on, you know, recording it, putting it on uh, your, 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 your 1040 form this year, you have to do so, um, you're probably okay. But I don't think really that this particular administration looks too fondly upon cryptocurrencies. And I think that they're going to do all they can to um, make it difficult on people to think that it's a refuge. It's, a, it's an island of safety. I really, really in my gut do. Well, I think they are looking, they want to control you at every level. And so <laughs> we're fooling ourselves to think that these guys aren't looking to do that, right? They want to totally control everything. I am into crypto and I, I am kind of, I'm into both, right? I'm in the gold, silver, crypto, but I, uh, I can't be more incensed about their and people's just thought that they can just take your money, take your earnings, take all this stuff. We're not free if they can just do that. I mean, who the hell are they to come in and think they can just take everything of yours? 
And if you can't make money and keep your a decent portion of your profits, then you can't make money on top of money. I mean, you just, you can't ever get ahead. And that's part of what they want. They don't, it gets back to what the Davos people said, you will own nothing and you will be happy. That's their model. Well, look at the other side of the equation, Sarah. I mean, is it any more correct to just give people money? Look what's happened to, to the labor force. You, you have literally industries disappearing, middle-class small businesses disappearing. Uh, I had lunch just the other day with a gentleman who runs a blacktop company in Ohio. He can't keep, he can't keep anyone who has one person who's working for him. And the guy basically said to him, listen, man, what, you know, I basically can, uh, I'd have to work almost 30 hours uh, in, in the heat with 110 degree blacktop asphalt to get what the government is giving me for free. And I can sit and be with my kids and not have to pay for daycare. What do you expect me to do? And this is what he said to me. Well, well and, it's obvious. Yeah. Poor guy. I mean, that's the government's destroying. I want you to finish your thought. It just, you've triggered me. You know, I mean, it goes both ways, Sarah. It just, it goes both ways. You can't give for free and you can't take away this is not what a, a a free capitalistic society is all about. And look, the bottom line is, is that um, because of all of these actions, the, the usual remedies for what ails us uh, are out of the question right now. You cannot let interest rates rise. That's why tapering is not going to happen. Uh, or you will see an immediate collapse in asset prices and a peak at what the economy is really like. We are being blinded by that, by government intrusion. And if you see these nominations, it's only going to get, you know, it's going to be right out of the twilight zone. It will be not a country that any of us rec recognize uh, when you see full modern monetary theory and monetary policy being enacted by, by the uh, Federal Reserve uh, and, and, and more or less an abolishment of the banks, of FDIC, of everything that we've ever understood, uh, the ability to take money from you if inflation gets out of control, to give money to you uh, if they need to stimulate, you know, where are we? This is, this is, uh, this is one step away from communism. It's fascism. It's, uh, it's certainly not the United States. And, and the fact that it's being, that it's even being tabled or, or people aren't in outrage about this, up in arms, is a little little disconcerting. Yeah, I, I well, <laughs> I know we are. We're talking about it. We're we are up as, in arms as much as we can be, I suppose. But it, I can't. But be, people need to heed these warnings because what they have planned. I've been talking about this for years. You know, I had Harley Schlanger on a couple years ago talking about the global banking dictatorship, how they want to do a global currency. All this stuff is barreling down on us, and you know, getting out of the system as much as we possibly can. And I know gold and silver, I, I have cryptos, I have both. And, but gold and silver, you know, the, the thing with gold and silver is they've been holding that price down for so damn long. And then the other thing is how the heck do you sell it once you have it? So talk about this holding the price. I mean, can they hold it down forever? I think China, who we think is buying that massive hoard of silver, and gold, they will want that to go up. 
you know, there's other in Russia, they want it to go up because then their country is that much more prosperous. We who sold and got rid of all our precious metals, we don't want that. So before I answer the ultimate question, let's just talk kind of around the periphery there. You mentioned Russia. Russia now has more gold in its reserves than it does dollars for the first time. They are de-dollarizing. I believe over 25% of their reserves are in gold. They've been the biggest accumulators of it for the last year or so. China um, has been accumulating a tremendous amount of gold. The way that they, they do it, uh, of course, they're the largest importers in the world. They're the largest producers in the world. They buy gold from um, like the, the LBMA, which is the London Bullion Market Association. They do so, and they there's a little loophole where they call it a monetary instrument. So it's not reported. It's not reported as an investment or as a purchase, and it's off the charts somewhere north of 1,500 tons in the last year or two have gone up that way. Uh, and with their economy teetering on knife's edge, as every week another property developer you know, defaults on its debt obligations, their people have been buying up a tremendous amount of gold. As Hong Kong imports are up 60% year over year, you have Serbia's gold holdings reached an all-time high, and they want to add another 30% more this year. You have India who has been increasing their gold holdings over the last 20, uh, 12 months. They're up um, 75 tons, which is about 10 or 11% increase year over year. So you have a tremendous amount of, uh, and we've talked about at length, you and I before, about how the Western central banks, uh, the, the European banks rather, uh, have been massively accumulating gold uh, since 2017, ever since it was reclassified as a tier one reserve. A couple of weeks ago, we hear about this this group uh, Palantine, which is a um, uh, a Wall Street what are they a Silicon Valley tech company, and they bought fifty million dollars worth of gold, and it was all over the news. Some big deal. Well, it's really not even that big of a deal when you look on Comex right now, Sarah, the commodity exchange. And for those who don't know what Comex is, if you ever watched the movie Trading Places with Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd, one of the funniest movies of all time. It took place on the COMEX. On the COMEX right now, let's talk about your question, how they've been keeping the price low. I'll give you an example of how they have been using it to their advantage. If we go back, I think, to August 9th, I think it was the date, somewhere in that neighborhood, the price of gold fell by $100. Uh, and it happened in the middle of the night. In the middle of the night when London is closed, New York hasn't opened yet, a period of time, it was the weekend when I believe Singapore and Japan were on holiday, two of the biggest Asian hubs. And in that space, after London closes and New York opens, it's called the access market. Um, it would be the most inopportune time to make a big trade. In fact, no one would ever do it. But someone sold 2 million ounces of gold. That, that trader would be shot and fired and probably in that order at 4.30 in the morning when there was no active market. Uh, by the time it hit New York, it had triggered all the stops of the hedge funds that were long. They all are run by algorithms. And when you break below the 200-day moving average, as this did, it was sitting at the 200-day moving average when whoever this entity was dumped the 2 million ounces of gold, $4 billion worth. When that happened, all of the, the funds that were long gold on Wall Street they, they triggered stop sales, uh, stop losses, where they would sell because it had, the price had, had blown through the 200-day moving average with, with momentum. 
Uh, and so by the time traders got into their offices in New York, they were traded out of their positions. The commercial banks that have been net short bleeding money for the last several years were the first ones to step in and cover a tremendous amount of contracts uh, uh, in both gold and silver. Gold had fallen by $100, silver down to 22. They both popped right back up when the covering happened. But more importantly, I've been talking about this group called The Others on your show yeah, and, yeah. and several others for a very long time. The Others are a new group of reportables on the Commodity Exchange uh, Commitment of Traders report. Let me just refresh. The Commitment of Traders report is a, is a report that shows the positioning of the largest traders on the, on the uh, COMEX market. And, and they publish it every week. I've been watching it for 30 years. And um, when 2020 came about, we saw the rise of a third group of reportables. It used to always only be the commercial banks on one side, like JP and Goldman, and the other was the specs, speculators, which were the hedge funds. But out of nowhere in 2020 comes a third group square in the middle that they call the others. Now these are sovereign wealth funds and family offices. And last year they took over 300 million ounces of silver off the exchange. They took more gold off the exchange than the Bank of Japan owns in their official holdings. These are massive, massive, massive purchasing where they're taking a decade worth of gold and silver off the exchange in one year. Well, in this same, others manage money category. That day when the price got clobbered by $100 and you know, these people know what's happening. They're all connected yep. somehow. One trader was sitting there with his hands open and purchased 38,000 COMEX gold contracts for December. Now, if they have, if they're anything like they've been doing for the last almost two years, they'll stand for delivery in December. 38,000 gold contracts, which have now been pushed up to 40,000 or over, that's 4 million ounces of gold. Uh, that's $7.5 billion worth of gold, which would require an initial margin deposit of 330 or $40 million. So you're talking the biggest money in the world posts one trader over 330 million in, in margin just to open the account to purchase and secure what is in essence between seven and $8 billion worth of gold which would be one of the largest long concentrated long positions the COMEX market's ever seen by a managed money trader. Uh, and if they follow suit to what they've been doing, they'll stand for delivery. In other words, whether it's the commercial banks like JP, who's amassed 35 million ounces of gold uh, and um, uh, uh, over a billion ounces of silver, pretty much the largest physical position the world has ever seen, or the, the, the central banks like Germany, Austria, Hungary, Turkey, Poland, the Dutch National Bank, uh, Bank of Russia, Bank of China, I mean, and on and on and on. They're all gobbling it up. Now, does it have anything to do with the tier one reserve asset reclassification of gold? Maybe. Uh, does it have anything to do with the fact that they're front running what is coming next? Probably. Does it have anything to do with why, they're hold, why they are holding the paper price down so that they can accumulate copious what amounts of gold yep. and silver? Most certainly. You're now seeing this with uh, London, uh, what's it called? London Chartered Bank, Standard, I forgot, the Standard Chartered Bank, it's in London. They're holding down the price and buying up all of the silver from all the refineries. Turkey is buying up all the thousand ounce bars. India imported more silver than they have in years. So you're seeing the biggest money in the world use the paper suppression of gold and silver to 
in essence, cover or completely accumulate all of the physical supply globally, and then they'll just print more money to cover their short positions. And they will be holding all of the gold and the silver. And when you see these types of monetary, not only hinted at, but by a Democratic Party embracing, it sure makes sense to me. Does it make sense to you why the Bank of International Settlements has reclassified gold as tier one and all the people have been buying it? And you can see a progression of events. And it's not just the central banks or the commercial banks. Now it's the sovereign wealth funds and the family offices. The largest money in the world who is this much closer to the information than the rest of us is front running what's coming. And they are, I think, very clear on it. I mean, just look at Russia. The fact that Russia holds more gold than they do dollars, does that mean Putin expects some sort of a black event? <clears throat> sure, certainly seems that way to me. Um, I think the only way you win in this game is to view price as a tool of misdirection because the, the, the paper price on COMEX is what derives the price, not the crazy off-the-chart demand that we are seeing globally for physical gold and silver. Well, it is getting kind of crazy, and at some point they're gonna they're gonna switch the switch is gonna be turned on, and they they'll want it to rise in value, to be more adjusted properly, and get their wealth. And that now could that take down the United States? Because if the United States has not been doing its deal, it hasn't been. I don't even think we have gold in the U.S. Mint. Maybe we do. But we we are at a risk because if everybody else is accumulating and then all of a sudden they readjust the value of gold and silver, all these countries have it, and the United States is being left with an empty bag, could that uh, what will that do to the United States? Well, I, I think there are a lot of people who believe this is a controlled demolition, that this is exactly what they want to happen.